Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2 and ESPNU. Listen to us on all the great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM 80 and the ESPN app. A hot ticket will certainly be in Milwaukee this year, that's for sure, with the Milwaukee Bucks at the Pfizer Forum. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live with the Dame Lillard trade to Milwaukee. Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton going to Portland for now. There's going to be all kinds of teams that are going to try to be in on Drew Holiday. I'm sure the Dallas Mavericks will place a call. Their majority governor, Mark Cuban, will join Greeny today at 11 a.m. Eastern time here on ESPN. ESPN Radio, and let's discuss this trade. It was a mega trade. You're talking about two title contenders, two teams of the three in Milwaukee and Phoenix that if they don't win a title this year, it has to be considered a failure. Sorry, Giannis. I know you want to fight that stuff. You can't do it now, that's for sure. You have a former All-Star in Drew Holiday. You have a short-fire first ballot Hall of Famer in Dame Lillard, and you have a number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton, all involved in this deal. And I think it is important to note that in terms of the immediate grading of this deal, the Portland side right now is incomplete because all reports have Portland potentially shopping and trading Drew Holiday off of this deal because they didn't like the deal that Miami was offering, which I think is kind of ridiculous. They didn't like the deal that Toronto was offering, I guess. And now they do like part of this, but not all of it because they want to see what they can get for Drew Holiday. But the theme here is Giannis Antetokounmpo came out there and he said publicly what I believe he said privately to the Bucs is we better win and we better win now or I'll start to flirt and they go out there and they get Dame Dalla. They get Dame Lillard. <laughs> that is no joke. That is the kind of organization that you look at and say, I wish I was a fan of that team mm-hmm. because that team operating that way is how you want your sports team to operate. Yeah, the Bucks got the best player in this deal. They also simultaneously have the most risk when it comes to this move. They took what Giannis said this offseason to heart in terms of trying to make moves that allow them to have sustained success and make a run at a championship. And, and when you look at Dame Lillard, a guy that averaged 32 points a game last year and that was top 10 in assists, that is the firepower that Giannis is talking about outside of himself. I think the fit is phenomenal in terms of Dame being able to space the floor as the primary ball handler and then create so much more room for Giannis to operate from the elbow down in terms of being able to get into the paint and finish at the rim. So I think from a basketball standpoint, on the court, X's and O's, it's perfect for what the Bucks need their identity to be on that end of the court. And then... Dame has not been known as a great defender, but you do have the front line, including Brooke Lopez, a front line that includes Giannis, and then, of course, Bobby Porters, who could potentially be coming off the bench. All of those guys have size, and all of those guys play pretty good defense. So I think it's a situation where the basketball piece fits so long as Dame can stay healthy, and that's, to me, where the risk is associated because over the last two years, Dame has played in 87 of a possible 164 games. You have to be concerned that a guy in his age 33 season – may not hold up. And if he doesn't, how does Giannis feel about what happens this upcoming season and what he could potentially do 
in terms of making a move in summer of 2024 somewhere else. So I think that's the risk that the Bucks are running. It's a huge upside, but there is some risk associated with this decision to trade Drew Holiday in order to get Dame. Yeah, they did their part, right, in proving to Giannis that they're committed to him, committed to winning. But I want to swing back to you, Evan, when you said you think it's ridiculous that they supposedly, Portland, didn't like what the Heat was offering. Why is that? Yeah, because I don't think that Portland got some sort of massive return here. DeAndre Ayton fell out of favor multiple times in Phoenix. Monty Williams, who everyone gets along with, somehow DeAndre Ayton did not get along with him. Monty Williams, no longer the coach Frank Vogel is. If they didn't like the Tyler Hero contract, DeAndre Ayton's contract is worse. I think that... Well, I mean, Tyler Hero doesn't fit what they're doing. They, well, they, they, they got Anthony Simon, they got Scooter yeah, Henderson, they got Shaden Sharp. I mean, Tyler Hero just doesn't fit what they're doing. He may be, you can say he's better, yeah. but it's marginal. I don't know how much better those guys are going to be in the future. And then, of course, the contract associated with it in comparison to what those guys make. They didn't need Tyler Hero in this situation. Yeah, but I think what they did was they devalued him from the beginning. If they would have seemed like, hey, we're going to put it out there that we want this guy, you're going to have to get him off of our hands, I think that the perception is totally different. I find this whole thing so interesting because Portland made a decision, which is their right, to not talk to one of the teams interested in this deal. That's okay. They can do that. There could be residual effects. With Dame, that was his his preferred destination. It is amazing that, that the perception amongst those who are listening to us right now and watching us and we appreciate you for doing both but the perception who are casual NBA fans that they're maybe borderline haters is oh I can't deal with that league because the players run the league and they get to do whatever they want to do at all times and even when they have a contract they're free agents I find it amazing that the person who has the character like Dame Lillard who has the loyalty to the organization like Dame Lillard had and they had to him in Portland that he's the guy now that can't pick and choose where he wants to go. <laughs> that the guy who actually behaves himself perfectly, that, that it shut – you talk about the games missed. Part of that is because Portland shut him down to tank. Portland did a horrible job the last decade surrounding him with talent enough to win big. And, yes, some of that is on him. But it's amazing that if you act a fool like James Harden has done, and I'll throw my guy who I love, Jimmy Butler, acted a fool in Minnesota to get the hell out of there, right, that those guys get what they want. But if you act perfectly and you behave yourself and you give max effort that it's this guy in Dame Millard who says, here's what I'd like to do, and they it's their right. Portland has every right to say, I'm sorry, that doesn't fit what we want. We're going to move you somewhere else. And they moved him to a place that he can't complain because you're playing with Giannis. So you can't be like, they screwed me. No, they did not. They did not screw you. They just did not give you your preferred destination. I find it amazing, CC, that this is the guy who does not get what he wants, but Harden does. I completely agree with you. Just to push back, though, there are fans that are going to look at this and say Portland paid him over $230 million Agreed. in the years. And he's, got, and he's got another 215 coming to him over the next four years, right. which is why I say this is a risky proposition for the Milwaukee Bucks. But as far as what you're talking about, I still don't think – that this changes anything when it comes to player empowerment. If guys want out, they're going to get out. Just because one player can make that much of a difference in terms of a team's fortune. But I do like the fit. I mean, how could you not? Dame Lillard, a top 10 player, playing alongside Giannis and Tadakupo. And the reality is the Blazers had no choice. They knew they had to move him. If he didn't go to Miami, this is probably the next best thing. And in reality, it could be better in terms of setting Dame up to have success at the highest levels of the sport, right? Mm -hmm. Because we don't want to look at Dame as a player that doesn't have a ring and that played really, really well for a really long time. We don't want to see a decade of all NBA caliber performances from him 
and not being able to associate him with being a champion. So I think this is a great thing for Dame in terms of the change of scenery and an actual opportunity to win. Giannis is by far the best player that Dame is going to play alongside yeah. and it isn't, it's since, since he's got into the NBA. So that's the cool thing about that. And then, of course, there's the recruitment element where Giannis was picking Dame in the All-Star game, yep. his first pick this past year in the All-Star game. So, I mean, this is they've been doing the dance for a while, and it, and now we actually have them consummating this 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 marriage and coming together and being able to play. So it's championship or bust for the Bucks this upcoming season. It's a one-year proposition, and it's a lot of pressure on a rookie head coach. Uh, but I would say this, with these two dudes – you got a pretty damn good chance of being able to pull it off. Yeah, it's like the Heat were courting him publicly and Giannis and the Bucks were sneakily sliding in the DMs, like having mm-hmm. the conversation. But as as a neutral observer and as somebody that does not have a horse in the race, as I'm sure a lot of sports fans are today, I just want a Dame to get a chance to compete and to truly have a chance at a championship. And I know his preferred destination was Miami, but he's got it now. He he whether it's the place he wanted to end up, he got what he ultimately wanted, and that's a chance to go out there and win. Yeah, I mean a few things off of this. First of all, I think think that what's the downside for Milwaukee? I think the two things that you could look at, and they had to make this move. It's a no-brainer, and Drew Holiday is a first-class individual. I don't know him personally, but everyone mm-hmm. who does says he's a first-class individual, so, and he's a great basketball player. So yeah. let's not just brush that to the side. Sure. Right? That's They gave up something to get something. The downside for Milwaukee would be they do have a rookie head coach, but Steve Kerr, Ty Lue, and Nick Nurse in their respective spots over the last five or seven years have won as a rookie head coach. <laughs> and and the other part is their wing defender, their wing defense and perimeter defense is not as good as it was a day ago. Go, which, okay, they can fix that. Now, the other thing in terms of giving up assets, I have a rule when it comes to these NBA trades. Like, I thought the Minnesota trade in getting Rudy Gobert was horrible. I think that I made an awful trade in getting Rudy Gobert. Five first rounders, Walker Kessler. Which is ridiculous. Too much. But I have a rule that if you give up a lot of picks to get somebody, that's okay as long as you have a way of getting them back. I.e., if Minnesota, which they should not, ever wanted to say, we want our picks back, Anthony Edwards will get you all the picks back. If Milwaukee gave up too much in theory to get uh, Dame, they have a way to get all their picks back and all the stuff back the moment they would say, okay, we're actually going to trade Giannis, right? And I think that part of the preferred destination for, with, with Dame Litter with Miami, yes, he would fit the team, X and O's wise. Yes, I'm sure the city. Yes, the culture, et cetera. But I do think there's a part of this that is a little different in Milwaukee than it would have been in Miami. Mm-hmm. Is that he's going to, if he won it all, all three of the big guys would win it all for the first time together. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard. Mm. If he wins it all in Milwaukee, he should still celebrate it. He's a, a massive part of it. It would be Giannis' second title. Giannis has been there and done that. Lopez has been there and done that. Middleton has been there and done that. I think Dame is such a competitor that he probably wanted all of his guys to win for the first time. Yeah, I, I mean, there's also the component of Dame being the best player on that team versus being in Milwaukee. He's not going to be the best player on the team, right? If he goes to Miami, he's the clear-cut best player on the team. Right. So uh, if they won a championship, they would look at him and say, okay, this is the dude. If he's it, what do you say, hmm, for? Well, because you don't think you, you think Jimmy Butler's a better player than, than Damian Lillard? N- not for the first 82, but for the final 16. Well, we don't know. Dame hasn't had an opportunity to compete at that yeah, level. We, we just don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the thing. There's an unknown. But, I mean, nobody's gonna, in, the, in the NBA world is going to look at D- Jimmy Butler and say he's a better player than Dame. But I, all I'm simply saying is this. It, for Dame, there's a ton of pressure in order to be able to win at the highest level, to demonstrate that he's a guy that can show up when it matters the most. But to me, in this situation, there's more pressure on Giannis to deliver now that the organization has made this big swing. Yeah, like you put part. you put us on notice, you decided to issue us a, a de facto ultimatum. Now we got you, Damian Lillard, another top ten player in the league. 
You better deliver a championship. You're putting the pressure on us. Now the ball is back in your court. If you don't deliver, if you don't get us to the finals, if you don't beat the Joker or you don't beat KDD Book and Brad Beal, that's on you as much as it is on us. Like, you can't sit here and scapegoat us and decide that you want out summer of 2024 because we didn't try to retool this team around you to give you a chance to consistently compete for a title. So as much as we want to put the pressure on Adrian Griffin, the Bucks front office, there is a ton of pressure now on Giannis coming into this season. 100%, and I would just double down on that by saying you look at some of these situations where guys want out, James Harden is not going to go to a better situation than he's currently in. Right When James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving were together in Brooklyn, they weren't going to better situations than they were currently in in that moment. Mm. Giannis Antetokounmpo cannot look around the league and think there's a better situation for him than what Milwaukee has given him. You have one of the best point guards of all time. You have a a guy in Chris Middleton who absolutely can play in a big game. And Brooke Lopez is one of the most underrated players in the league. He's in the best situation he could possibly be in, and thus I think he should stay. Coming up, what's at stake? Week 4, NFL. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPN2, ESPNU, and the ESPN app, as well as all of our great stations across the country. All right, guys, week four of the NFL. Hello! Starts tonight. Let's go. Packers, Lions at Lambeau. Play a little round of what's at stake. I'm going to give you a game. You tell me what's at stake. Pick one of the teams that intrigues you as to what's at stake. Let's start with the Dolphins and the Bills on Sunday AFC East Showdown. I think the biggest thing for me that's at stake is the Dolphins' mentality and their reputation. I mm-hmm. mean, the Bills have been at the top of that division for many years now, and the Dolphins have come out high-flying. This offense looks absolutely unstoppable, but their season was ended at the hands of the Bills last year, and I know that they don't need any motivation, but I just think that the Dolphins have not been in the mix for a long time, and to be able to beat the Bills is certainly proven that they are. Well, I mean, to me, it, I see it the other way. It's the Buffalo Bills proving that they're legit, right? And that really has a lot to do with what we can expect week to week from Josh Allen. The Week one was a massive disappointment. Four total turnovers. You lost to an inferior team. Now you've bounced back against the Raiders and the Commanders, two teams that we don't know whether or not they're any good. We know the Miami Dolphins are good. So here's an opportunity for Josh Allen to prove that he can be that dude. What's at stake? Not only being a league dog in the AFC East, but being the primary challenger to the Kansas City Chiefs for AFC supremacy. I think what's at stake is whether or not the Buffalo Bills opening night loss to the Jets means something positive for them. Because I think it was a disaster, obviously, in week one. 
But since then, they've been quiet. They've been under the radar. And I think not having a lot of attention. If you go and beat Miami on Sunday, you're going to have the attention right back. We're now going to go right back to where we were prior to the Josh Allen interception game against the Jets. So I think it's what's at stake is are the Bills legit or not? All right, what's at stake? Ravens, Browns. You want to go? You want me to go? No, you got it. All right. I think that the the pressure is more on the Browns in this game, kind of similar to what I said about the Dolphins and the Bills. The Ravens have been much better than the Browns over the past couple seasons. They've been challenging the Bengals for that division. And they've been inconsistent so far this season, the Browns have. And I think to go out there and beat the Baltimore Ravens would be huge for them, especially with Nick Chubb out. I think this is another opportunity for Deshaun Watson to establish himself as a leader on this team. Yeah, for me, it's which quarterback can figure things out on the offense first, right? Where they have different questions with Lamar. It's a new scheme under Todd Munkin. With Deshaun Watson, it's dealing with life after Nick Chubb. So I think that's the thing that we want to get figured out in the early going. Both defenses are top 10 in yards and points. They don't have questions on that side of the ball. I think it's these offenses who can figure it out first. Whoever does is going to have a distinct advantage in terms of taking control of the AFC North. Yeah, I think what's at stake is the division. Because if you listen to CeCe and the fact that the Bengals are in big trouble because of the Burrow injury and the Steelers may hover around 500 well they can't be 500 but like nine and eight yeah. eight and nine that kind of thing which i'm going to assume nine and eight because it's tomlin what's at stake is who's winning the division because these are the two teams that you're going to look at right now as a potential division winners in the afc north all right what's at stake the commanders and the eagles well the standard in the nfc east is the philadelphia eagles so i mean how close to that bar can the commanders get this game is going to tell us a lot about that we're also going to learn a lot about sam Howe. can he bounce back from a nine sack Four interception performance against the Buffalo Bills. If he can, I think even in a loss, they can make a case that they're the second best team in that division. The second best team in that yeah, division. Yeah, I said it. Okay. I used to stutter. Okay, okay. I I'm, did earlier. Over what? <laughs> uh, every word, I think. Go ahead. <laughs> I do it every day. I'm with you. The commanders need to prove that they're legit and how better to do that than by beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that they're obviously heavily favored in this game, the Eagles, but you picked the commanders to be a playoff team. I did. And they've been, they're coming off of a loss to the Buffalo Bills. They need a bounce back game versus the Eagles. The Eagles are undefeated, but they haven't necessarily looked like themselves so far. I still think they're much better than the commanders, but if the commanders can find a way, this is a huge statement game for them. I think what's at stake is, are the Eagle fans ever going to be happy? And what I mean by that is, like, you're supposed to beat the Commanders. You're better than the Commanders. You're supposed to beat the Bucks, which you did on Monday Night Football. But you haven't played a Super Bowl-caliber game yet. Guess what? It's September. You don't need to play a Super Bowl-caliber game. And the Eagles fans, after every win are miserable at all times. And so guess what? You're probably going to win this weekend against the Commanders. It's probably going to be ugly. And you're probably, Pat Costell, and others are going to come in on Monday and say, I don't think we can do it. I just don't think we're there. I, I, like, I just don't think we can have that happen. Like, is, we're is not that, there. Is that your pat? No, it was like a half pat. It was like a pat. Oh, it wasn't okay. a full pat. Okay. But my point is, just win the games you're supposed to win. You go to 4-0. I don't care the way it looks. Well, they were supposed to win this game at home against the Eagles. I mean, against the Commanders last year, and it didn't work out for them. So oh, we'll see. It's different this year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll What's see. at stake? Pats, Cowboys on Sunday. Oh, this is the quintessential pretender contender game. Like, I mean, both teams have to prove that week three wasn't an outlier, right? I mean, with the Dallas Cowboys, the self inflicted wounds led to a loss against the Arizona Cardinals, inferior team. For the New England Patriots, they were on the road against the division opponent, and they essentially pitched a shutout, albeit against a backup quarterback in Zach Wilson. And so I think we'll learn who is a pretender and a contender based on the result in this game. If the Cowboys lose this game, 
We are going to be going nuts on this team come oh, Monday. Oh, for, sure. for sure. How many people are going to be like, same old Cowboys, same old Dallas Cowboys? This is a Yes, the Patriots are better than we expected. Yes, it's still Bill Belichick. Yes, they have a strong defense. Are they Are they better than we expected? Uh, they're better than I expected. Okay. I'll put it that way. They're better than I expected. Because I don't feel like we know anything about the Patriots, and I, I thought we knew something about the Cowboys until – we saw what happened in the desert. So that that's why I said this is a pretender, contender kind of game. I think the Patriots have been tough this season, and mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to be this good. Uh, not that they're great, but I thought that they'd be worse than that they are. But the Cowboys cannot follow up a loss to the Arizona Cardinals by losing to the Patriots. They just cannot. I think you're right about that. Um, I hope they do lose. I think what's at stake is <laughs> Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Bill mm. Belichick stops everyone. Can he actually stop Michael Parsons? I'm dying to see that part of it. Because if you look at what they did to the Miami Dolphins offense, they lost the game, and after what the Dolphins did to the Broncos, I think we should be celebrating. Like, wow, Belichick, unbelievable. Holding them, what, under 30, I think, is what he held the Dolphins to? Now I want to see what he does with Micah Parsons. Can he find a way where Micah Parsons is actually taken out of that game? Well, you know he's not going to mention him in the same breath as Lawrence Taylor. People were asking him about them this week. That's not how it happened with Bill Belichick. But I'll say this. The Arizona Cardinals gave him a hell of a blueprint in terms of being able to shut him down. I don't think you can freeze a player like Micah Parsons all the way out, but you can make him ineffective by running the ball right at him with big people, tight ends, fullbacks, things of that nature. And we know the Patriots have a plenty of those position groups. So uh, that's that's going to be the interesting game within the game up in Foxborough. But again, the Dallas Cowboys, if they are a title contender – They have to bounce back in a major way. It's hard to do that on the road in Foxborough. Coming up, is the love affair with Colorado about to end? We'll get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio it is unsportsmanlike on espn radio along with michelle smallman chris canty evan cohen with you bear is awesome let me tell you why this saturday let the home depot help you get projects done right with bear premium plus interior paint you hear the music what does that mean it means we revisit one of our unsportsmanlike beefs, which is me versus Harry Douglas. Host Freddie and Harry, NFL analyst, college football analyst. You hear him weekdays, 3P to 7P Eastern on ESPN Radio. I made the statement once that I thought Outcast was a little bit overrated. And Not Harry your finest Douglas moment. 
Harry not Douglas your was not moment. thrilled with me on that one. Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Evan. I almost came in that day and started to whip your ass with my belt. <laughs> I almost took my belt and gave you a good old-fashioned one of them spangers that, that Big Mama give you when you made that statement about outcasts. <laughs> By the way, let me ask you one quick hoops question because I know you guys were on yesterday right after it and you're a big hoops guy before we get into the football. Your brother, Tony, played in the NBA for a while, played for the Miami Heat. These two are ragging on me today about as a Heat fan, heat culture and everything like that, not getting Dame. Uh, is heat culture in your mind a real thing, and should they be disappointed they didn't get Dame yesterday? No, it, it is a real thing. I, I had a, the luxury of being able to spend a lot of time with my brother, and that was the year that LeBron and D. Wade and Chris Bosh was down there, and they lost to the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA Finals, but I was down there. And I, listen, guys, I was making up reasons to go down there and visit my brother. My wife was telling me, honey, just tell me that you want to go down there and, and kick it with your brother. You don't have to make up stuff. I was like, honey, my brother is having a hard time. He needs me right now. He needs a shoulder to lean on. And she was like, you don't have to do that. Just tell me you want to go down to Miami. So I was down there with those heatles celebrating every chance I got. And listen, fellas, and uh, Michelle, what I mean, they didn't have to pay for anything. They didn't have to pay for anything. I, 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 I consistently took my talents to South Beach. And I wasn't even playing. See, 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 it's real. Harry, it's real. Harry, your wife told you you ain't got a lot to kick it, bro. That's what she said. You she said, just tell me you want to go kick it with your brother. You, you ain't, ain't got, got make a lot to kick it. But switching gears and going to the NFL, you were talking about butt kickings with Evan. Well, your Falcons got a butt kicking this past week against the Detroit Lions. Now, they made a sneaky under-the-radar move yesterday, restructured Jake Matthews' contract to clear about $7 million in cap space. They now hover around $10 million bucks mm. in cap space. Now, I know they're getting ready to play in London against the Jaguars in the Toy Story games, but what are some of the moves or what is the move that the Falcons need to be considering before the trade deadline with that cap space? Well, here, here are a few things. Troy Anderson, their starting linebacker, he just got hurt, right? And uh, I think he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. So you look at the linebacker position in which that defense has really, really been playing well uh, before the Detroit Lions actually went up there and, and did their thing against them. But that's Detroit just overall. I think another uh, another area I'm looking at for Atlanta, their offensive line and pass protection has not been stellar this season. And it's sad to say because that run game is so vital to everything that they're doing. That run game has been the centerpiece dating back to last year with Arthur Smith and heading, heading, heading into this season in the first few games. It's really been the imprint on that uh, offense. But when it comes to pass protection, they have not provided the proper protection for Desmond Ritter. And don't get me wrong, Des also has to be better. But that offensive line has to give them time to be able to deliver the football and feel comfortable in the pocket. So, And then the last position I will go, you hear a guy like Devontae Adams, right? You hear a guy like Devontae Adams is not you know, up to speed to what the Las Vegas Raiders want to do. So you look at the wide receiver market, and I wouldn't mind having a guy like Devontae in Atlanta to be paired up with Drake London and Cal Pitts. Harry, we have Lions and Packers tonight. Who is this a bigger game for, Detroit or Green Bay? Ooh, honestly, Michelle, I think it's a huge game for both teams. Now, when you look at it from Detroit's perspective, uh, you want to grab a hold of this division because it's been a while since you won this division. It's been a while since you went to the playoffs. But I think the hype coming into the season about Detroit and what they can be, now I don't think they can go out on Thursday night football while the world is watching and lose to the Green Bay Packers. And as far as Green Bay, you look at Jordan Love. I think, and and I thought this kind of got swept under the rug from a national standpoint. You're talking about a young kid who who was starting for the first year, down 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter to a defense like the New Orleans Saints. And I don't think we're talking about that enough. 
He didn't blink an eye. He made the plays with his arms, with with his arm and his legs to be able to bring, you know, the Green Bay Packers back and win that game. And I look back at that two-point conversion, and that was a gutsy call by Matt, uh, by Matt LaFleur. The play broke down, but the improvision of Jordan Love allowed them to be able to create and get that two-point conversion that came back and um, allowed them to win that football game. It's very interesting that you bring this up, Harry. And talking with Harry Douglas, of course, Freddie and Harry, 3P to 7P Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. College football, NFL does all of it here. Bring up that about Jordan Love. We've been talking about the idea of teams should get quarterbacks when they want them, not when they need them. And I think that Green Bay obviously has done that. Are you ready to say that Green Bay definitively got this right? Oh, I think what we the sample size that we've seen so far is trending in that direction. But I, I will also say this, Evan. Not everybody has that luxury that Kansas City had when they had a, a outstanding quarterback in Alex Smith and was able to draft Patrick Mahomes and he was able to learn. And not everybody has the luxury of also the Green Bay Packers when they have Brett Favre to draft uh, Aaron Rodgers and he can learn, or when they have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback and draft Jordan Love and he can learn. Not not everyone has that luxury. And I think the situation that a lot of these teams are put in, when you're bad at football and you have to draft high and you draft some of these young guys and you know the fan base wants a, a winner out there and a guy that they think can give them the best chance to win football games, it's hard not to not to play those guys. And I think that's the situations that we're, we're, we're running into is that a lot of these organizations don't have that veteran that can play at a high level and also is the ultimate pro to teach a lot of these young guys how to do it. You look at Jordan Love, he was able to sit, what, for three years? And now he's um, out there balling out and he's that leader and orchestrating things at the quarterback position for the Green Bay Packers. But we look at who he learned behind. He learned behind Aaron Rodgers. We look at who Patrick Mahomes learned behind. Not every organization has that luxury. Harry, I want to switch gears and go to college football. You spend your Saturdays on ESPN's college football coverage. Shout out to you and the crew, uh, Christina Williamson. Y'all do y'all thing on Saturday mornings. But I want to ask you about Coach Prime. It feels like every single week the opposing fans and the opposing coach has something to say about Coach Prime. And I just want to know why he's so polarizing to fans when he's clearly good for the business of college football. Because it's different. He's doing it a different way. And you're talking about a guy who had the ultimate success as a player. You're talking about a black man who was the ultimate father to his kids. You're talking about somebody who's going to keep it real. And, I, and I'm going to go back to when someone asked him about his five-star cornerback, right? Uh, Cromarty, uh McLean, I believe that's his name. And a lot of people asked him, why isn't he playing? And he kept it real. Now, how many coaches with a five-star player is going to keep it real with, the, with their players like that? Not, not many of them because they're scared that, they, hey, you know what, this guy's probably going to transfer. Well, Deion Sanders doesn't care anything about that. He wants the best for that young man. He's not going to put him out on the football field if he isn't prepared and doing things the right way. Deion didn't play his son at Jackson State when his son was late to a meeting. So if someone else isn't going to be on time for a meeting, what make you think he's going to play them? So I just love the mindset that Dion has. And it's so different that a lot of people just can't rock with it because it's not the standard and the custom way that they're used to seeing things. Harry, they were off to a great 3-0 and start and then a tough loss, 42-6 to to Oregon this past weekend. Has your expectations changed at all for Colorado as they go up against USC? Uh, no, it hasn't. First of all, I think this football team already exceeded expectations. Now, ex- expectations for themselves, they have different things, but for what the public eye view Colorado as coming into this season, I think the win total was, what, two and a half, and they already have three. Uh, I'm looking at this game versus USC, and I think it's going to be another big one. 
because you have Heisman Trophy, um, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams coming into town, Shador Sanders. But I think when you look at Colorado and we see, right, the deficiency, it's the offensive line and defensive line. And Dion made a statement, hey, y'all better get me now because he's going to be able to recruit and level the playing field within these upcoming years to the point to where you're not going to say, hey, we're going to go sack the quarterback six times. We're going to have our way with their defensive line and run the football down their throat. We're going to be able to score at will on their defense. So uh, I agree with them. They better, they better take their best shots now because once he's able to recruit and level the playing field, it's going to be a thing to watch. Harry, great job. We'll probably see you in Miami. Heat culture. <laughs> you need excuses to go there? Go get, you know, I got to go visit Drew Holiday. He has professional athlete uh, that's a brother. I have a professional athlete that's a brother. I got to go visit Drew Holiday. That's what I'm hoping. Look, Harry, thank my you. My wife yeah. not hearing that nowadays. Uh-uh. She said, come on home, honey. Come on home. Yeah, I'm about to say, Harry, you, won't, you won't see me down there because I like being married. Uh-huh. <laughs> thank you, Harry. We appreciate it. Harry yeah. Douglas, of course, former NFL wide receiver, part of the college football NFL coverage. And Freddie and Harry with the great Freddie Coleman. Weekdays, 3P to 7P Eastern here on ESPN. Does radio. anybody that works at ESPN have more jobs than Harry? I'm just sitting there thinking he's got the Atlanta Stephen Falcons. A's got he's, a got, lot. he's got the Atlanta Falcons job. He's got the college football job. He's got the you know, um, Freddie and Harry job. Like he's got a lot of jobs here at ESPN. He does. That dude is always working. And hanging out with the Heatles. Yeah, yeah. And hanging out with the Heatles. I want those stories. Yeah, those are those are the stories you want. Yeah, those stories we can't go on air with though. <laughs> yeah. Which those, is why I those, want them. Those some good stories right there. I'm sure. Has Robert Sala, Jets head coach, begun his backpedaling stance when it comes to his quarterback? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Love this song, by Me the way. Me too, but I love this song. I, this is not one we can sing. Love this song. No, we can't sing we this can song. We can just pause. Yeah. You can just pause yeah. and let, we would have, let, let, let we the beat rock. Let the beat problems yeah. if we sang this song yeah. is what would happen here. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great stations across the country, Sirius XM Channel 80 on the day after Dame Miller gets traded in a three-way deal to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Brian Windhorst scheduled to join us in the 8 a.m. Eastern hour. Looking forward to talking to Wendy, Hoop Collective Podcast, available on the ESPN app. Also, Greeny is going to have Mark Cuban on, a majority governor, of course, of the Dallas Mavericks, 11 a.m. Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. But, um, of course, more Jets drama. God forbid there should be a day that the New York Jets have without drama. It is uh, being reported by front office sports that Taylor Swift will be there on Sunday night. In uh, the suites, cheering on Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs and the Jets, there was a viral picture that went out there that Smalls and I were trying to dissect this and examine this, that they were in like a bar together, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and she okay. was like pulling on his ear. I think the photo was just caught in motion. But it almost looked like she was pulling on his ear, like trying to pierce his ear. Very odd. Very what, strange. Very odd. And It he, seems like that would be a strange romance, though. If in fact they are dating, yeah, I mean, someone on this show oh, is not. I don't know if they're. Da- I mean, now here's the thing. Things. Here's the thing. I'll give it more credence if she shows up in back-to-back weeks at Travis's game, and the fact that it's a road game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, mean, I think that, she that, lives that, in New York. That says a lot. I mean, huh? I think she lives in New York. Uh, I mean, but still, I mean, you're showing up to his road game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, hey, I'm here. I was at Kansas City last week. I'm in MetLife this week. I'm just, I'm just putting it on. I, I could actually see it if she shows up in back-to-back weeks. But if they win in back-to-back weeks, does that mean she's kind of a good luck charm and needs to just oh, can you imagine go that? to every then single she game? she doesn't go to a game and they lose. I mean, what is that going to do for NFL ratings and Chiefs games? Through the roof. <laughs> right on. I mean, it's a 400% increase basically across the board. It's wild. The guy got 400,000 followers on Instagram just last week with her being at the game. It's incredible. He does look uncomfortable though like wi- around her he doesn't look like himself around her Almost well how like many times but how many times has he been around a woman that he's interested in where she's wildly more popular than he is and everyone's staring at her nebuary and yeah. how many times has he <laughs> think about this this guy spends how many days a year around patrick mahomes and now he's around someone that is infinitely more famous than the greatest quarterback in the sport think yeah. about that it is the biggest sport in America. He plays the biggest position, and he's the best at it, and he doesn't even compare to his girlfriend now. Or that, girlfriend. that person, Patrick Mahomes, was asked about Taylor Swift in the post-game interview. That's all you need to know about how famous this woman is, is that Patrick Mahomes, in the wake of a win, was asked about her by Aaron Andrews on the field. And think She's about, massive. Think about now what she has to watch. She watched the Bears last week. She's going to watch the Jets this week. <laughs> and then after that, if she continues to go to the games... They have the Vikings and the Broncos. Yeah, so what she's going to see over the next month is nothing representative of what the National Football League wants to be about. You're like, it's not even competitive. Yeah, you should actually hold off and say, come to the Dolphins game. The Kansas City Chiefs (laughs) have more competitive practices than they're going to have string of games over the next three weeks. Yeah, I agree. That's where they're at. I mean, that's how bad the New York Jets are. I mean, listen, with Zach Wilson, this team has no chance at being competitive week in and week out. And that's why the guys were backbiting, and that's why they had a lot to say on the sidelines Sunday in their loss to the Patriots. And that talk is not going away in that locker room. I can promise you that just because Rob Sala and Aaron Rodgers want to reaffirm Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback. All right, let's hear Rob Sala. He's the head coach of the Jets. His comments about Zach Wilson having to play better. With regard to what Z, we all acknowledge he has to play better. Oh, we, we all Z. acknowledge that. He acknowledges that. Teammates acknowledge it. He acknowledges it himself. And um, the key is to have confidence in yourself. You have to. you got to keep continually stack good days. You know, 
you go out and you you own your moments. You go out to practice. You dominate practice, and you just try to. You got to find a way to tran- um, to gain the momentum of practice and uh, turn it into a transfer that momentum into the game. For him, definitely needs to get better. But at the same time, you you've got to maintain your belief in yourself and, and your teammates and and play within yourself and not try to press and make things happen. Just play within the structure of the offense. Get the ball to your playmakers and let your playmakers go to work. And uh, as soon as as that starts happening and the ball gets rolling in that regard, that's when the confidence will start to stack. All right, so there's Salah kind of maybe <laughs> trying to hold Zach Wilson or now Z a little bit more accountable. So Willie Gay is a linebacker for the Chiefs. He met with the media yesterday, and he was asked about the Jets scheme heading into Sunday night's game against New York. When you look on tape, what are you seeing from Zach Wilson in their offense? Damn. That was a hard question. I can't lie. Uh, the team that want to run the ball, you know, uh, of course, man, you know, not, not, that wasn't, you know, to be funny or anything, but A-Rod got hurt and it turned into a team where, like, in panic mode almost. That's what I see, at least. And um, they got great running backs, so now they're just trying to pound and ground like they did. Uh, what, what, what game was that? Who did they just? I don't know if they wanted that, but uh, I feel like the running back's been rolling. So, uh, like I say, three great ones. So, that's, I feel like that's their game plan. That was as politically correct of a they don't have a quarterback as we've ever heard. And I don't Man, think he was even trying to throw funny. shade. That voice is funny. I don't give a damn what he said about not trying to be funny. That that stuff is funny right there. Because that boy is tiptoeing. He is tap dancing, trying not to say anything disrespectful. But what he sees on tape is that Zach Wilson is a god-awful quarterback. He can't say that, but that's what he said if you read it between the lines. I speak NFL player fluently. That's what Willie Gay is just saying right now. He knows what I know and what the guys in the Jets locker room know. That since Zach Wilson is coming to the league, there has been no worse quarterback in the NFL. He quite literally has the worst QBR since the start of 2021. And that's why them Jets players don't feel like they got a snowball's chance in hell at being able to win games with him as the starting quarterback. Now, out of respect for your 11-year NFL career, yeah. You didn't have to speak NFL to know what he was saying there. <laughs> I don't speak NFL. Smalls doesn't speak NFL no. the way you do. We all know there's a guy who ain't worried about the Jets oh on my Sunday God. nights. His tone, did you hear how he kind of went like, ooh, tough question. Yeah. And it's tough because he's trying to think of a nice way. He he sounds like he's throwing shade. If you listen to the tone, he's actually not. But, he's trying to he find a he delicate lost. way to say this. You can tell he feels badly about the assessment that he's about to give. But if you're the Jets... And you know that the opposition thinks of you this way and that they know the game plan and they know that there's nothing your offense can essentially do to go out there and put you in a position to win. I can't imagine what that feels like. And now it's why, why you're seeing so much frustration within the you, team. You know what? It, it, that, that Jets defense going to be seeing a lot of Blaine Gabbard in the second half. Like, I mean, this game is basically going to be over at halftime. For all the it's going to be over at halftime. For all of the people out there that want to fight off the Taylor Swift conversation that it has no place in sports and who cares about the dating life, that game is going to be over, as you said, at halftime. What do you think NBC is going to show for the second half of that game? That's all it got. It's, it's all <laughs> it got. That's all it got. That's all it is. And ratings will be through the roof because Man, of that. I'm sure they wish they could get out of some of those Jets primetime games. I know the people on Park Avenue in the NFL League office, they're like, bro, how can we get rid of some of these primetime games that the Jets got left? Because this is all bad. Can we start flex scheduling a little bit earlier in the season? Because Wait. unless the Jets make a consequential move at the quarterback spot, and I'm not talking about signing Trevor Simeon, it's going to be more of the same. Like, listen, Bill Parcells used to always say, I give a player three years to show me what he's got. Once we get to that third year, then I'm going to make a determination. It's clear that the players in the locker room have made a determination on Zach Wilson. I'm just trying to figure out 
what the hell is keeping Rob Sala and Joe Douglas from making that same conclusion? We, we all see the same tape. We all see the same things. He ain't it. It don't matter how many practices that he has. It don't matter how many good days he stacked. This dude ain't it. And he's not going to be the quarterback that's going to let you capitalize on having top-tier talent at, on rookie deals, controllable costs. You don't have him there. So you got to go out there and find him, or you're going to risk a mutiny with that team. Don't you think there's a little bit of entertainment value, though? I know you're saying that the league is probably like, how do we get out of these primetime game for, games for the Jets? The fact that it's gone this badly, there's entertainment in that. People are watching this, even though it's not what they expected it to be. There's entertainment in it. It's entertainment in talking about it during the week. It's not entertaining when you watch it, because you realize that there's no theater. The Jets don't have a chance to win. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, so, I mean, you, you got a three-hour block of content, and it's only entertaining for the first hour. Hour because we want to see how dramatic fashion that the Jets can get embarrassed this week. That's it. Well, I can tell you one thing. One person who doesn't want to see the Taylor Swift cutaways is Christopher Mad Dog Russo on First Take yesterday on ESPN with Stephen A. and Molly. Let's take a listen. Oh, my God. I can look at this. That mother didn't want her in there. She wants to enjoy her son. And who takes their girlfriend two minutes into a relationship to visit mommy and daddy? Nobody does that. That's I mean, and then we got a show him walking out. And now all of a sudden, she's a big Kansas City Chief fan. She's never heard of letting go of that. Wait, hold on. You think that, you think that Tana Swift has any feel for Steve DeBerg? She wouldn't know Christian Okoye if he fell at her. You think she knows Barry Word? Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.